BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'm burn out. I tell them I'm not like the rest. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast. I am your host, Kenzie Elizabeth, and it is the last Thursday of the month. That means that we have a solo episode followed by um, Book Club, which this month we read The Perfect Marriage with Lauren Elizabeth who is one of our favorite guests on the podcast. She, I think this will be her fourth time on the podcast. Oh my God. Wow. She's like a co-host at this point. I'm actually really excited for what we're going to talk about in today's episode. And by we, I mean myself, but it reminds me of that meme where I don't even know what it is. You guys, I'm sure have seen it online. I think it's like actually a, like a screenshot of friends and they're at a table and they're all talking. And it's like what it feels like when I'm listening to a podcast. Cause I feel like I'm talking to you guys, but also I'm like, literally talking to myself in my kitchen. So, I mean, it is what it is. We're going to be talking about just life being weird in your 20s and uncertainty and feeling lost and confused. This is not a life update episode. It's not really like, I mean, it is about me because I'm sharing my experience. I'm not trying to make this about me. And this isn't like a super sad episode or anything. It's just kind of the reality of like just feeling kind of weird and off and maybe being in a funk. And, you know, we'll get into it. But I do want to talk about it because I feel like so many of us feel this way or are going through this. And I focus a lot on the podcast about, you know, growing and getting better and becoming like the best and healthiest that I can be, which is really good. But also I never want to like portray this thing where I don't go through times where I'm like, what am I doing? Like what's happening? This is really the realities of being 20. And I feel like we can all bond over this and talk about this. So we will be talking about that soon. But before we do... I have a very exciting announcement. I haven't announced this on the podcast yet, but Dom and I are doing a virtual show. It's called Hey Besties. It is your favorite best friend duo, guys. It's me and Dom. We're going to be hosting a live virtual show. You are not going to want to miss out. Um, I will have the information in the show notes. It's just $10. We're going to have a night of games, prizes, like funny stories. We're going to have iconic BFF trivia. There's going to be surprises and so much more. You guys can get a normal ticket or a VIP package. And that has an exclusive virtual hangout with us, your favorite best friends. Okay. We're really excited. We've been working on it for a few months at this point. I need all of you guys to go on Instagram right now and see the photos and the videos that we took as promo because probably the funniest thing we've ever done. I am living out my Juicy Couture tracksuit dreams. 
but we're working really hard on it. I promise, guys, it will be worth it. Um, I would love if you guys wanted to support us, our shows, whatever. If you guys ever want to see us do any sort of project together, we need ticket sales. So please join. We just really want to hang out. And I'm so excited for the show. I think you guys are going to love it. The show is May 12th at 7 p.m. Central. It would mean the absolute world to me if you guys came. I love you all. But yeah, without further ado, we are going to get into the actual episode. It might be a little bit all over the place, but I think we're going to really, we're going to sit back today. We're going to talk. I'm going to talk. You guys are hopefully going to listen. And then we're going to bond because I feel like your 20s are a really weird place to be. Even if you're not in your 20s, I'm sure you can relate to this because life is just weird. So recently, I just feel like there's been, I mean, in the past year, there's been a lot of change in my life. And I keep thinking that there's not going to be more change. And then just more change happens, the more change happens. And now I'm just in a place where I feel really uncertain, probably the most uncertain or the least certain that would probably make more sense. I think I've ever felt, but like, that's the thing with me that sucks is that some days I feel really, really good. And I'm so sure of myself. And I'm like, yes, this is it. This is what I want to do. I don't know if it's necessarily even about being sure of myself, but more so like sure about what my future will look like or what's going to happen, which I know that that's not even something I should necessarily be super focused on. But I mean, like if you are a robot, I guess that works. I just am kind of like, what am I doing? I, I don't know. I'm definitely changing a lot. And I think I'm allowing myself to, and I think I'm changing in a good way. Not that I didn't like like who I was before anything like that. I just think I'm in a different like life chapter, if you will. So like naturally things are going to change and what worked then isn't going to work now. And obviously with more life experience, my, not my views necessarily, but just like, you're going to change in general and things are going to be different. And how you acted at 16 is not going to be how you act at 23. That is actually something I really don't like about the internet. I was talking to a friend about this recently and maybe I'm a little bit more self-aware just solely because one, probably therapy, but also because of my job. Like it's literally my job to like film myself, edit myself, post myself, things like that. And let me tell you guys, I am so unbelievably over myself. Like I cannot stress that enough. Part of me wants to be like Britney Spears. Um, and then the other part of me wants to like never see my name, see my face again. I'm so over me. I just... I don't know, guys, I'm, I'm really over me. That's just like a whole other topic. But I will say that I do think myself being my job mixed with the fact that I'm already really hard on myself can be difficult because I think more than even trying to be perfect, which I, because I know that doesn't exist. I think I just expect a lot out of myself. And I'm also a very all or nothing person. I've talked about this before in, wasn't until recently that I realized that that's actually a trauma response, but it's like a quality that I really like about myself and that I don't like at all. I think it's like a lot of the time with interest, I get really into something and that's just kind of how I am. And I don't think it's always a bad thing, but I do think that in certain aspects of my life, it can be like, I can't really, I don't know. It's just like, I join something. I'm all in. That's all that there is. I need to be that. I need to do this. I need to like excel in every way. Or I'm just like completely out of it. And I'm trying to learn how to live in the gray because I don't, think very black and white, but for some reason I expect myself to be like very black and white with things, even though that's not how I think about life. Right. So I'm trying to not expect that and learn how to like live in the gray and learn how to have healthy relationships with whatever it is in my life. I do feel like sometimes I am put in a box and it is also important to note that a lot of this pressure that I'm talking about, I think a lot of it is self-induced. There are definitely 
groups in my life where I do feel as though there's a lot of pressure put on me. It really has nothing to do with the internet. It has things to do with like more of my personal life. So I do think there is a certain kind of group of people that I do feel like there's pressure put on But for the most part, at the end of the day, I do feel like I am putting this pressure on myself. So part of it, like in a way doesn't exist, even though it is something that affects me so much, which is weird. And I feel like I'm like put in a box almost. I keep saying I feel very claustrophobic. Like, I don't want to say I'm actually more irritable, but I think just in general with people, I feel very like suffocated by certain people in my life that I haven't really felt that way by before because I want to figure out who I am on my own, right? Like I want to figure out what, you know, a certain thing in my life means to me and how that's going to, you know, maybe affect how I live or where I'm going to put that in my life. And at this time, I'm also feeling just kind of suffocated maybe by other people's opinions or what they expect of my life or how they expect me to live. And opinions from other people aren't necessarily at the top of mind for me normally. I've been like, I don't want to say they've never affected me. Obviously, I'm not a robot, but I don't think they've affected me like they're affecting me now. And what's weird about it is that it's not even things that they're saying to me. I think a lot of it is I'm like filling in the blanks for them in their head, even though realistically speaking, after knowing this, like I know that that is probably what's happening, but it's really at the end of the day, honestly, just not my business. And it shouldn't be affecting me, especially because it's literally not even being said. I just know that this is happening. And I don't even know that actually. I just think that it's happening. And so in my head, it's bothering me. And I'm like, what is going on? Spring is here. It is finally getting warmer. And if you're anything like me, you're already making plans to get out of the house and go do something. If that's you, then make plans to get out of theaters May 14th with a friend or a significant other to go see the movie Finding You. Finding You is an inspirational romantic drama full of heart and humor about finding the strength to be your true self. After an ill-fated audition at a prestigious New York music conservatory, violinist Finley Sinclair travels to an Irish coastal village to begin her semester studying abroad. Doesn't that sound nice, guys? At the B&B run by her host family, she encounters a gregarious and persistent heartthrob movie star who is there to film another installment of his medieval fantasy adventure franchise. As romance sparks between the unlikely pair, Becca ignites a journey of discovery for Finley that transforms her heart, her music, and her outlook on life. Finding You is the perfect film if you're looking for something to watch that's fun, lighthearted, and funny. So you guys can make plans now to bring a friend, a family member, or even a significant other to see Finding You only in theaters May 14th. For more information or to find a theater near you, visit findingyouthemovie.com. Also, I feel like I'm kind of navigating a lot, a lot of different things. Like obviously in your 20s, it's friendships, relationships, career, life, you know, family, your like belief system, hobbies, you know, like even health, honestly, like in every single regard, whether it's like mental, physical, emotional, whatever, like it's just, I'm navigating a lot. And I do feel like I'm going into like a different chapter of my life, but I don't really feel like there are like new markers, right? I feel like before it would be like, oh yeah, you're in high school, you know? I moved to LA, I went to college, I graduated college. Like there are definitive life markers in that, right? Like eventually I'll get married or I'll get engaged, I'll have kids. Like for that, obviously there are like definitive life markers, but right now I don't really feel like there are, if that makes any sense. I mean, nothing's really changed in my life, right? So anyways, with all this being said, I have been talking to my therapist about this for a while and I feel like this had been coming 
for quite a bit. And by this, I don't know if it's like an identity crisis. I don't know if it's just natural growth and really not that deep. I don't know if this is something that's only going to bother me for three weeks and then I'll be fine. Like it really could be any and all of the above. But she was like, do you feel like you even know who you are? Which is a really weird question for me to say no to, because I feel like for most of my life, I've had a very strong sense of self and a very clear vision on what I've wanted. And obviously that's changed a bunch. So I don't feel like I'm as attached to that as I once was. But now I'm like, I don't know what necessarily shook me this hard to where I'm so confused. But I think it's just a combination of obviously the past year, lots of change. I'm in my 20s. I feel like naturally 23, this is a normal age for this to happen. I've been calling every single person on my contacts list who's above the age of 27 and asking them if 23 was the worst age for them. And they said everything that I'm feeling is really normal and honestly, probably a good sign because you should always be growing and evolving. So this will probably just end up positively. But I definitely have been feeling like, less clear on who I am and what I want. And I feel like at the same time, I like need to go back to the basics because like, why is it such a big deal? And I think also I should stop focusing on the why at the same time. And something that keeps coming to mind and just keeps coming up as I'm even recording this is the idea of uncertainty. And I really don't love uncertainty. Like I don't even really like dating because I don't like the uncertainty of dating there are so many things. I'm like, I just want to know the outcome. I want to be able, I don't know if it's like a control thing with certain outcomes. I wouldn't say I'm controlling with people, but I would say I'm controlling of like my life. So I don't know if it's a control thing. I don't know. I just think naturally, obviously, like most people don't like uncertainty. And whereas like a month or two ago, I was actually really excited. I'm like, oh my God, it's so fun. Like, being in this phase of life, like you don't know what's happening. There's so much possibility. And like on, you know, it's two sides of the same coin, like on one end, obviously that can be exciting. That's the mentality I'm trying to have where it's like, you know, I'm the most free that I'll ever be from responsibility. At least I don't necessarily feel free as a person, but I have the most freedom responsibility wise that I'll ever have. I have like my dream job. I have so much opportunity work wise. I have the best friends in the entire world. I have the best family in the entire world. I love where I live. I love my house. I love my dogs. Like there's so many amazing, incredible things that I feel really guilty when I am having just like a harder time. And obviously I know the answers to that with mental health. I know, I understand that. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, you know, I just feel like there is something off and I don't necessarily know what it is. That was me a few days ago. Today, I'm feeling a lot better. I've definitely been journaling a lot and really just like talking to friends and working out. One thing that I do want to say that I think I was doing, I, I talk a lot about like talking to friends and calling all these people. And I'm mainly kidding. Like there are people that I go to that I value their advice and I will listen to. And that obviously changes. But I do think on one end, I was almost looking for all of the answers, like almost in the wrong place. Like I was trying, I was like kind of overstimulating myself with answers to my problems that I am facing rather than just like getting quiet with myself. And so when my therapist said, do you even know who you are? Obviously, by the way, Sylvia, I don't. That's kind of the issue right now. She was like, I just want you to get quiet and just spend some time by yourself and just ask yourself questions, right? It's like, what do you want? Who do you want to be? Who do you want to surround yourself with? What are your values? What are things that you care about? And just get really quiet and answer those things for yourself, which I think is actually a way better answer. I'm not saying that 
you know, reading books or listening to podcasts or calling a friend is a bad thing. But I do think at the end of the day, like a lot of our answers are answered in the stillness and the quiet and like with ourselves. Right. And I also don't know how much of this is, you know, as much about like me losing myself or just being lost as much as it is, you know, I'm probably just like walking into the next chapter and I'm just growing and I'm changing a lot, which is like totally fine. But I think because I'm in my twenties and I just, I don't know. And I'm so confused and that's all obviously uncertainty. It just like peaks anxiety. And then I'm like, I don't know what to do. And then I spiral. And then it's just like completely ridiculous. But I do think it's really normal at this day and age and time of our lives to feel lost and to feel confused. And I do think that's okay. And like, I talk, you know, I've been saying how I really hate this feeling and, you know, I would say about 90% of me does hate this and hate kind of where I'm at almost, which for like no good reason. I don't think that I always will. I think I'm going to end up coming to a place where this is exciting. And there's a part of me that's like, this is actually really exciting. Like when will I ever, you know, have less responsibility as far as like, you know, relationships or having kids and things like that. But it is a weird space. And I would be lying if I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. It's so freeing and whatever. Because like, I'm also someone who I kind of wish that I had like an arranged marriage and I had like a step-by-step manual for my life. And like, God just told me exactly what I was going to do. Because that sounds like a lot better to me than being 23 and having no idea what's happening. Like the first one is like what I would much prefer, right? I did actually make a list of this a few weeks ago when I got back from LA before I'd even talked to my therapist really about this. And I felt so much peace when I was coming back and it was just a really good like night to myself. I don't know. I was just like really doing some introspective thinking. I don't know what it was, but I did like write out a list of things and like values that I care about um, that really matter to me. I'll share a few of them that I like feel comfortable with. Okay. The number one thing I think for me, that's like a passion of mine. It's like a confidence and peace that like surpasses all understanding. So like, I'm a faith person. We're not even going to go into that, but That is something that really matters to me is like having a confidence and peace that almost like doesn't make sense. Not in um, an egotistical way. When I talk about confidence, honestly, it really goes hand in hand with peace. My favorite kind of people are those who are so at peace with themselves and confident with themselves that it makes everyone else around them feel comfortable. That's something I really care about. I love like team mentalities. It's like one of us wins, we all win and like bring people with you. That's something I really care about. I don't know if it comes from growing up with eight siblings or if it comes from sports or like even my college life. I don't know, but that is something that I like really care about. Something that I feel like I'm trying to grow in right now is freedom and just freedom from like perfectionism, from striving, from achievement, from validation, like whatever that is. Um, I think again, that kind of ties to like confidence and peace at the same time. I care a lot about people. I'm a people person. Like we are in the people business. I think whatever that means and whatever platform that is, and I don't even mean like social media platform. I just mean wherever that is in my life and that plays in my life. Like I belong where we belong. I'm such a people person. And that's something that really matters. Another random thing that I wrote down that really, really matters to me is names. Like I want every single person that I come in contact with to feel like the most important person in the room and like they matter. And knowing everyone's name is a really small thing. Obviously this is impossible. Like I am aware that I will not be able to know everyone's names. But for those people that I can remember, like for instance, if you go with me to like any coffee shop, for the most part, especially if I go all the time, like I will know the barista's names. 
right now in Dallas, my coffee shop that I go to is growing rapidly. And the one that I go to is a training facility. So they're only there for like a week. So it's really not working to my benefit right now. But if I'm going somewhere regularly and I see someone like more than twice, I re or more than once, I really want to know their name. That's just something that really matters to me. It's a really small thing. I don't know. I guess everyone has their like small things, you know? I think another thing I'm really trying to work through is like relational anxiety, things like that. I don't want to have like a fight or flight mentality. And I definitely think that that's something that I can lean towards. I don't think I act on it, but I don't even want it to be like mentally, right? So I am going to sit down with myself after this and I'm going to kind of journal out as my therapist told me, like, what do I want? Who do I want to be? Who do I want to surround myself with? And even though I don't feel like I have all the answers, I do feel like that's a good starting point. And while this is kind of like a scary, weird place to be when you feel like you've kind of lost yourself, you don't know where life is, you don't know where you're going. On the other end, which is the most annoying thing to say, because I don't even really feel excited about it. It is exciting because you don't know what's going to happen. And I do feel like that is kind of honestly one of the best places to be in as long as you're in a good emotional space. But I think right now I'm just really confused and I, I don't know. And I feel like this podcast, it almost makes it sound more dramatic than it is because it's not like I'm like losing my mind every day. I think I just am like, okay, like I, you know, I really don't know. I really, really don't have the answers. Like I have less answers than I've ever had before in my entire life, but it's okay. Like we're going to make it through and it's going to be good. But I'm also in a place where like emotionally, I feel like I I'm kind of capped out. I definitely feel like I just want to be spending a lot more time to solo because I think that's what I need. And I don't think I can handle being everything for everyone in my life. And I feel like I have fallen into that in the past year specifically. And honestly, the past two or three years where I feel like I have to show up 24 seven and I have to be there. And it doesn't matter what I'm doing if someone needs me. And that's really not a healthy perspective. It's not necessarily even an emotionally mature decision or perspective or healthy way to be a friend. And I'm also noticing that and how I have to show up for myself even before I can show up for other people. And also having boundaries and friendships is a really big thing I'm trying to work through. I recorded a podcast with Terry Cole. You guys loved that one. I actually really want to have her back. And I just think having boundaries in general is really, really important. And it's not something that I'm incredible with. So it's another thing that I'm like, okay, your 20s, a lot of that's for learning. I, you know, I know that I'm going to love my 30s. Like 13 going on 30 didn't really do it justice. Like I just know that in my 30s, I'm going to absolutely love my 30s. Every 30-year-old has told me that too. They're like, you are someone who's going to like thrive being in your 30s because it's just right up my alley. In my 20s, you know, I'm figuring it out. I posted an Instagram story recently. I don't even know what question I was answering, but I didn't know it was going to get such a rise out of people. Like every single person in my life, who saw that story has brought it up to me because they thought it was so funny. But I said, I'm having fun right now. Um, this was about a month ago. I was in a better place a month ago, but you know what? This is what your 20s mean. But I said, I'm having a lot of fun right now. I recently realized that I am 23 and not 40. And there's a lot to be said about that. I don't want to be 40 and regret not being 23 at one point in my life. Like, you know, specifically when I was 23. Again, that kind of just goes back to putting so much pressure on myself, not only to achieve, but to be the best that I can be, therefore to be the best like friend that I can be, daughter, sister, cousin, whatever that is. I just put so much pressure on myself. And all I want is to be one of those people who is just so free. Like I see people who are like actually walking in freedom. I'm like, you know what? That sounds really good. So like, I'm going to figure out how to get there. It just might take me a second, you know? 
Hi guys, I want to tell you about a podcast that I am loving right now. It is called Work in Progress with Sophia Bush. It's one of my favorite shows. I actually listened to the Natalie Portman episode this weekend. I've actually listened to it, honestly, for at least the past year. I love Sophia. One Tree Hill is one of my all-time favorite shows. I was literally watching it yesterday and I love Sophia. I love everything she brings to the table. She's just an incredible person and her voice is so soothing. I love the podcast because I just learned so much. So basically in each episode, Sophia talks to inspiring leaders about their journeys through adversity with her signature dose of wit and lots and lots of laughs. With no topic off limits, Sophia and her guests discuss everything from sustainability, racial injustice, equality to COVID-19, mental health, and more. Work in Progress kicks off the season with an up-close and personal chat with Hillary Clinton. From the beginning, Hillary's parents taught her the power of standing on your own two feet. And she's used that drive throughout her political career. She tells us the hilarious story about the time she ran for president of her student council and how that election foreshadowed other experiences in her life. We also hear her thoughts on why economic prosperity for all women is absolutely necessary in order to improve our communities. You will walk away from every episode having listened to a conversation between friends. And you'll come away with a new perspective and with confidence that comes from being both a work in progress and a masterpiece. You guys can check out Work in Progress with Sophia Bush and subscribe to the series on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening to podcasts right now. You can also listen to episodes ad-free by starting your free trial on Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. I love Sophia. I love the show. You guys will too. Be sure to go check it out. And let's get back to the episode. So anyways, I hope that wasn't just one big rant that was like self-absorbed. That's really not what I'm trying to do with this. I'm just trying to you know, talk about like the realities of your 20s and where you're at. These are conversations that I have with my friends daily almost. And I think these are probably conversations that I'm going to continue to have and just figuring out who I am. It's like, you know, maybe it's not even as much about, I feel like I've lost myself as much as it is. I just feel like I'm growing into like the next Kinsey that there is without being cheesy. You know what I mean? But anyways, I love you guys so much. I'm really excited because Lauren is about to come on and we're going to do book club. She, we hated the first book that we read for book club. So she had to come back. And I really hope that she liked this one. Cause if not, like our friendship is probably going to be over, but in my defense, she picked the book. Okay, guys, enjoy. Okay, Lauren, how did you feel about this book? Well, here's the thing, Kenzie Elizabeth. We had low standards considering our last book. You know, like I know that, you know, the people maybe don't agree with us. However, both you and I did not enjoy the book as much. So when we were picking out this one, I was like, this feels like we can't go wrong with it. You know what I mean? And was it my favorite book ever? No, but have I read every thriller, murder, mystery under the sun? Yes. So it was like, it was a goodie. Like it was a goodie. It wasn't the best book ever written, but it was quite literally a goodie. I agree. I'm going to read the bio for those of you who haven't read the book. So we read The Perfect Marriage. It's Sarah Morgan is a successful and powerful defense attorney in Washington, D.C. As a name partner at her firm, life is going exactly how she planned. The same cannot be said for her husband, Adam. He's a struggling writer who has had little success in his career and he tires of his and Sarah's relationship as she is constantly working. Out in the secluded woods at the Couples Lake house, Adam engages in a passionate affair with Kelly Summers. But one morning, everything changes. Kelly is found brutally stabbed to death and now Sarah must take on her hardest case yet, defending her own husband, a man accused of murdering his mistress. I have to agree with you, Lauren. I actually really enjoyed the book 
until the ending, because it was one of the most obvious thriller endings. Had we not read every single thriller under the sun, I would have thought this was, wow, what a great twist. Make the, yeah. make it the spouse. Oh, wow. Had no idea. But I just ended up feeling lied to by the narrator. Like she, she's a liar. She literally lied to us the whole time, by the way. She lied to you. She lied. And I thought the whole time that there was no way they were going to make the wife involved with the murder because it would be too obvious. Especially when it was like her reacting in the beginning, like being like so like flabbergasted and stuff. That's when I like didn't really think that that was going to be the ending. So it was getting confusing, but... Like, obviously, in hindsight, like, it kind of makes sense. First of all, I was like, definitely something's up when we had him talking from him his perspective. Because, like, we rarely get the husband's point of view. But also, like, I knew right away that Bob and Sarah were OTP. Like, 100%. Yes. And there was a lot of things that, looking back, I'm like, that does make sense. But because at the beginning you really go with her through the emotions of what it seems like when she finds out about the affair and she has to represent her husband. It's absolutely genius for her to represent. And you know what I just thought about that's actually crazy is, you know, that mother-in-law hated her, couldn't stand her. But the mother-in-law was right because she was like, Sarah does not have your best interest at heart, which was true. I know. And it's just like, it's so, but it's like when you think about it, when you're like, oh, like it's like a psycho mother-in-law character. You're like, well, I'm not going to take her word for it. You know what I mean? So it's like that didn't even really make me think that I should be suspicious yet just because like, you're right. Like we went through all the emotions. There's a psycho mother-in-law. Like, why am I going to take her word for it? Like, no. I was never going to listen. And I felt that Sarah's assistant was like in love with her or something. Okay, what was that? What, that was so odd. And I knew, honestly, when if I would have had to have guessed, I thought that potentially it was going to yes. be her. No, right? dude, I literally had the same thought at the beginning. I was like, I was like, why are we getting, because I do this thing wherever like I'm watching a movie or a book. I'm like, you have to remember like, this isn't real life. Like this, we're being told a story for a reason. Like she has this many lines in the movie or like this many lines in the book because like she's important. And I was like, why are we getting so much about the assistant? Like, I was like, why is she such a character? Like, I was so confused. It was really odd. Long story short, guys, the assistant had mailed a photo of the husband and his mistress, Kelly, to the house, right? And they had seen that. Then obviously someone knew, whatever. And at that point, the assistant didn't know that Kelly knew. Kelly found out because she saw the photo, though. But how did that? I don't remember how that even happened. She just found an office. I don't exactly know because I definitely was getting like a little confused because it's like you said, I knew that it was not going to be a super twist, but I really did think like Kelly's husband had something to do with it, especially because he was a cop. So like I thought like the whole assistant and like the Kelly part were weird, But I was also just like, this book is being so straightforward that maybe I should just read what's on the page. And then it fucked me because I was confused after. Because the page lied to you. Because the page is also Sarah and she's a liar. Okay. (laughs) Because the page lied. Like, oh, I'm sorry that I just decided to trust the fucking page. Like, God forbid. God forbid. You can't do that these days. And what's even crazier, it all lined up almost too well because Kelly was on trial for murdering her ex-husband. Yes, which I was like, okay, so clearly this is a group of sociopaths because 
how do you just at the beginning of the book be like, oh, also she was on trial for stabbing her husband. Then I was like, okay, wait, so did she kill herself? Cause like, that's the exact same murder. But I guess it does make sense because obviously Sarah's a huge attorney. She is able to do background checks on people. So I was like, oh, okay. But it was just like so spot on. I was like, why would you copy the same murder? <laughs> like it was so weird. Why cheat on your wife? Who was like one of the biggest lawyers at that time. And oh, so I successful. mean, that was like literally such like a classic, like, why would you cheat on Beyonce moment? You know what yes. I mean? It's like, oh my God. It's like, like, can no one just be faithful to each other? Like I was like just feeling slightly triggered because I was like, okay, so you're telling me she's this big girl boss and she loves you and you guys like are sexually attracted to each other. It seems like you have a pretty beautiful life. Your just work gets in the way sometimes. And like, you have to cheat on her? Like, what? So crazy. Did you think that Adam was guilty ever? Honestly, not really. I didn't either. I thought he was set up. They kind of like played it out to, like, since we had his perspective, like, and I know we had Sarah's too, and she lied to us, of course. Yeah. But <laughs> so I know, I, I'm not, I know it's not saying a lot, but I don't know why I just felt like we like had like the whole night, like there wasn't really a moment where he was like so drunk or he didn't remember or anything. And like, there was those little details of like, he heard a car door and he had to, he saw like the text from the husband on the phone. So like, that's why I really thought it was Kelly's husband. Cause I was like, Oh, we're just not going to be able to get anyone to believe him because the husband is a cop and he's like, has a temper problem or whatever. So that's why I was like, kind of confused. I mean, poor Bob, honestly, like he is kind of getting played. Like he just seems like a nice, sweet, like a precious man. It seemed like he really saved her from a lot. And look at him now. I know. It's like you saved the wrong gal. No, 100%. Another thing that I was thinking about is that Sarah is so smart and manipulative, clearly, because the night that he comes back and she knows Kelly is getting murdered at that time and he comes back to her and they sleep together, she suddenly is like, oh, I want to start a family. And she had been oh avoiding that. Why do you think she even did that then? I don't know. I mean, maybe to just like mess with him more. Like she knew his whole life yeah. was about to be over. And also like maybe like just in case he like had any suspicion, like at any point, like she to cover knew herself. what to Yeah. Like she knew what to say to cloud every single thing and be like, I want to have your babies. Like, whoa. It also for her profession was a pretty big risk. Not that she was going to get caught, but just having a murderer ex-husband. Did you ever watch um, How to Get Away with Murder? I've only seen like the first episodes, but I want to watch it. But now that I'm thinking about it, it's like... Similar? Yeah, because it's like you're the biggest criminal defense attorney and now you're like defending murders that you're involved in. And it's like literally such a risk, but like they're so good at it that they can do it. So it almost like makes... Part of me is like, I wonder if the author like got a little bit of inspo from How to Get Away with Murder. A <laughs> little bit of inspo. What would you do if you're, you're Sarah... You are okay, male. Obviously. Well, you actually find a photo of your husband with his mistress kissing outside of the lake house that you just bought because he needs to go away to write. What do you do in that situation? Am I Sarah in a sense of like, I do have her profession or am I Sarah in the sense of like, this is Lauren. Like I'm Lauren, but I'm in the situation. You're in that situation and you are Lauren. Like I... I'm so sad that I unfortunately will not be able to be this manipulative. I will fully be having a panic attack. Yeah. 
my first thought that comes to mind is like, let's take it to social media. Like, you know what I mean? Like, have you ever seen those TikToks of the girls that like find their boyfriends cheating on them and they print out like every single iMessage and they tape the entire room with it? Like, I hope that I'm strong enough as a woman to be able to execute on something so bitchy because in the moment, like I will be calling my mom crying. We need to pull it together, wipe those tears and like fuck with this person. A hundred percent. What would you do? I don't know. I think I too would be very emotional. So part of me thinks that I would just not talk to them or give them a reaction at all for a long period of time. Not because, and that is like, honestly, they say that's the best thing to do. And not necessarily because I think that that would be the best reaction I could give them, but because I think that's probably all I would be capable of at that moment. You know, like, I don't, I don't think I'm sure. I don't think in that moment I would be mentally sane enough. And also, honestly, I, my siblings would take it from there. Like my siblings are the crazy <laughs> ones. I wouldn't even have to do anything. I mean, like between just my sister and my brother alone, like they're going to literally, this person's going to have to like move states. Now that you say that, like I would just text my girlfriends from home and I would be like, ladies, this is what's happening. I'm going to have to take like a step back and I'm going to need you to handle it from here. A hundred percent. Okay. Another thing. Did you think the reporter was fishy? Like that they, we later find out they had hired her, her as a private investigator. The reporter who was coming and giving Adam all this like info. Did What did you think of her? Cause that was kind of random. I just like, it's so funny. Cause I actually thought like all the, like the little side characters, like even like Bob, like the reporter, like Anne, like not just like Sarah and Adam and like Kelly and Scott or whatever. I thought like all the little side characters were always fishy. Cause I was just like, why are they like getting so involved, like in such a weird way but at the same time everyone was fishy so I was like I don't really know what's going on and so in hindsight you're like oh shit so I guess that makes a good book because it like all adds up at the end in the moment I was just like you know I'm gonna take her word for it I mean did you catch on I thought that was weird and honestly the entire time I just kept thinking there is no way that this is going to end up being the wife because that would be way too obvious. Again, if you don't read thrillers all the time, I think it's a really good ending and I really enjoyed the book. I have been I've been in a book rut lately. Like finding a good fiction read has been very difficult for me. It's unfortunate because I think I've read every single one already. Exactly. So like that's the problem that I'm facing. I remember exactly where I, I literally landed in New York and I was reading the last page as I was getting off the plane. Like that is how I was like, I need to figure this out. And I was so disappointed that they ended up going that route because that's just what everyone does. And normally, yes, it's the husband, but like same thing. I just didn't think... I don't know. And even her going at the end to like his execution and seeing the mother-in-law, like I was like, oh my God. Like, I mean, she's literally like, she's, she's really going for it. I just read every last secret. I read that too. Yeah. So like, I literally just read that. And so it was kind of that same thing of like, oh, it's like not like the husband or the other woman this time, like the wife's up to no good. So like, that's why or else... I hadn't read a thriller in a while. I probably would have been like more surprised, but I did really like the way the book was written. And like, it did feel really modern in a sense of like the way they talked and like, just like the stuff that they had, you could tell that it was like clearly written recently. I mean, she had a Bottega briefcase for God's sake. I was like, okay, (laughs) go off. Like I was like, go off sister. That's why I was just like, you know what? Like, this is a fun read. I'm not like, like, I want to know what happens, but like, I'm also enjoying it in the process. Yeah. 
I really enjoyed it. And it was her first book too. So I definitely oh, want to read. Yeah, I definitely want to read more from the author. I actually really did like the book. It was just the ending. What would you have wanted for a better ending? Like what would your choice be? Maybe it was like if Anne, the assistant, had like a little bit like less lines. Not like less lines, but just like a little more... It, it was like that thing where I was like, it would have been cool if like she was in love with the wife and like she was like going behind the wife's back and there was like this betrayal or something like that. I think that would have been like really different and interesting. And she was already pretty fishy. So like I get I get that she had like undenying love and was like willing to do whatever for Sarah. But it would have been cool if she almost like blindsided Sarah a little bit. And there was like something extra there. Cause like I don't mind that like he ended up going away for the crime. I was like, whatever. Yeah, like, I don't care. I mean, they're not gonna be in love. Like I was rude for Bob from day one but I would have loved if like Anne was just like kind of went off on her own accord for a minute I completely agree had they like thrown you off a little bit more I would have loved for it to be Anne I was secretly kind of hoping for that and honestly there was something about Sarah that made me just want like peace and like justice for Sarah so the fact that she's involved in the crime kind of killed that for me yes so that was like a little bit unfortunate it really threw me for a loop again I just feel so lied to so I know I can tell back. I yeah, I feel very lied to circling last, back to that. Last thing I want to say, and this is some like real psychopath behavior. They named their kid summer after Kelly Summers. Did you catch that at the end of the book? They named the kid summer. Kelly's last name was oh summers. My yeah. God. Oh my God. I know. Oh my wait dude that is so like deep psychopath it is i that didn't even catch that oh yeah i didn't even like think about it i read the book a few weeks ago and then i was on like facebook groups getting questions and they were talking about that and i'm like honestly that in itself really like changes my view of sarah because you, yes. like do you want like memorabilia for like a murder and that's your child like that's so weird like what happens when summer asks where they got her name from and it's like oh it's actually this woman that we murdered <laughs> Like, what do you say? I'd be like, mom, what? Literally. Okay. I mean, overall, I really enjoyed the book. I would give it like a four star rating. I was literally going to say the same thing. Like, honestly, like it's not a five out of five, but it's definitely a four out of five for sure. Yes. This would honestly be a good like starting thriller for people. Ooh, yeah. I mean, obviously, if they listen to this, like don't because like we just told you everything but like if you have a friend that like needs to read a book and they don't like want to do a classic like this is a good like very current one too I think it was published in like what like 2020 or something yeah it was last summer yeah like I feel like this is like a great entry point for sure and going off the modern writing it's modern in the best way not in the way that's like cheesy we're on snapchat and like putting social media in a way that's like gross I think she's a great writer like she did a great job yeah it's like one of those things where it's just like when they said like something like oh and then when we were you know started like after college in like the early 2000s like it's just like stuff like that where you like you just realize it was written more currently and the way they talk and stuff but it's not like that like and then I updated my Facebook status it's like okay we get it you have a computer with like Like, the tweet (laughs) on the page you know I would literally be like what is this I literally couldn't do it okay Lauren this was a good one I agree and I'm glad that we redeemed ourselves and also every time by the way, I get comments and DMs every single day of people recommending me to read We Were Liars. And I know I've sent them to you in the past. And guys, we're sorry that we just hate that book so much. It's not even funny. Like, I'm sorry. I'm really no, sorry. Like, we definitely want to go on record and publicly apologize. Yeah. But 
it's just, you know, it's not for everyone. And we will continue to redeem ourselves with every next book. We promise. Like we promise. This was a solid four out of five. So we're working our way up. We will find a five out of five. We will. We will. We will. Okay, amazing. Thanks so much for reading with us. Where can they find you? At Lauren Elizabeth. And, you know, just send us more books to read so we can keep reading along. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm recording this outro about a week after recording the original episode, the solo portion, where I am basically just lost and confused. And I do want to say I am feeling a lot better. I've been reading a lot and I've been journaling a lot. And I actually just remembered something that a mentor of mine told me a few years ago. And she said, every three years you reinvent yourself and that you actually should be. So times like this that are confusing and weird are actually really good to have. And I realized that she told me that three years ago. How crazy is that, everyone? So anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I love you guys all so much. Um, Be sure to come to our live show, the virtual live show. Tickets will be in the description. Join the Facebook group. Follow us on Instagram. Um, I will be announcing the next book club book and who we're reading with on there. I love you guys so much. And I will talk to you next Thursday.